Welcome back to It Was Murder, the number one heart-to-heart podcast in the world. I'm your diehard romantic, Eric Blood. And I'm your devoted lover, Elonito. And I'm the satisfied virgin, Joe Garber. And tonight we're going down south to discuss <laughs> heart's <laughs> desire. Heart's I'm sorry, desire. I don't know how to do a Louisiana accent. Really? I don't f- know how to do an accent. I am s- not an actor, if that is <laughs> not clear. What? This is shocking news. <laughs> the word just ends with ah. Heart's but, desire. Heart's desire. Heart's <laughs> desire. I think that's more oh, Georgia. <laughs> I, if I was going to pick a Southern accent, I'd pick North Carolina. Yeah? Mm. Western North Carolina. How, does, how would they say heart's cute. desire? I don't know. I'm not going to do that. Hurts desire. <laughs> Hurts. I'm not. Hurts desire. <laughs> yeah, Western North Carolina. Real, real honky, nasally sound. Hurts desire. Real, real goose-like. <laughs> goose-like desire. vernacular. Goose-esque. Yeah. Yes. Goosean, if you will. The barbecue, crafts, and goose honks. Well, let's see how this episode pans out with our segment Minute Max, where we try to sum up the plot in 60 seconds, starting with Ellen. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh-oh. <laughs> Suddenly, my mind just erased with any plot details whatsoever, so I'm just going to jump in. That's always a great sign. Yeah. Hearts desire. Okay, so it's Jennifer Hart week at the Hart House, and that means that her professor, who is the guy from My Favorite Martian, comes and he's like, hey, get a surprise. I'm uh, now an award-winning, best-selling romance novelist, <laughs> because everyone knows you don't make any money if you're a tenured professor at Stanford. So, Jennifer, will you pretend to be Victoria Gregory, who is my alter ego, nom de plume person no one's ever seen her you can do this jonathan can be jay hartley your secretary and they're off to the races off they go to new orleans to a steamboat thing oh wait first there's a guy who has just been released from the southern hospital for the disturbed (laughs) he thinks he is a character in victoria gregory's best-selling novel heart's desire there's two very witty no cowardish but very mean um other romance novelists who didn't get an award and then the guy that thinks he's the character from the novel kidnaps a Victoria Gregory slash Jennifer. And then it's just a very, there's a very offensive Southern themed uh, event. And then they burn this fake mansion down, but it's real mansion, but sort of fake. (laughs) (laughs) Nice job. Oh shit. That lady gets murdered. Hmm. Um, Ellen, your minute is up. It was (laughs) murdered. Jesus. Sorry, Joe. Now you lost five seconds. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Cut, cut into your time. That's how this works. Don't tell the sponsors. We can't have any more time than that. I'll just take the three minutes to yeah, I'll fumble over names. Oh, by the way, my Minute Max, since we're doing this at the crack of dawn, Pacific <laughs> Standard Time, my Minute Max was sponsored by Taster's Choice. Oh. Instant coffee. Do they still make that? I hope so. I hope so, because I'm advertising them right now. Taster's Choice. Don't don't the English still rock with instant coffee a lot? Like, is that still a thing? I think everyone in the it? world still rocks with instant coffee. Mm. Danny, honest. let I, us know. Danny, I have Danny. I have uh, <laughs> please instant us. Bustello that I carry with me at all times in these little pouches. Mm. You know what? I used to have. I used to bring um, the Starbucks Via instant coffee Look, yes. pouches to the studio. It's the only time I ever have liked Starbucks. Same. Oops, there went a, that sponsorship. Oh. Damn it. Uh, that shit was really good though. Oof. It was like a good mm. instant coffee. Anyway, I, t- I take it when I travel. <laughs> this is like my brain is it's too early to, for this rocket skip. Okay, well, we just bought you a little bit of time to sort of mull it over right there, a little break. <laughs> coffee yeah, toss. So, so now I'm going to be like, Heart's Desire, Desire um, by Taster's Choice. Why do I think they were all drinking instant coffee? Because uh, they do drink coffee. <laughs> they have coffee instead of tea. <laughs> okay. In the episode. Here Save for the pod, Ellen. All right. Oh, we are in the pod. On shit. coffee. Heart's Desire. Starring Joe Garber. Mm. All right. Spooky Bayou, where uh, Dean Stockwell is a Confederate soldier talking to a dress. And then (laughs) Mr. Ham comes and says, Jennifer, you need to pretend to be me because I pretend to be a woman. And she says, okay. And then they they go to Louisiana. There's two old biddies that are so mean and I love them. One of them gets choked out and then thrown down a thing. Uh, then the hearts get all dressed up and they go to a little party and they're having a having a little dance. And Dean Stockwell takes Jennifer and says, you're a leash and you're coming with me. They go to a big old mansion out there. They call it a plantation and then they burn it down. 
<laughs> your hearts sit in front of that plantation, kissing while it burns. Oh and then uh, they go home. I think I don't really remember how this one ended. Uh, they they <laughs> they went home. Max was uh, Max likes to read romance novels, and um, that's all I'm going to say about this. Is your <laughs> well, accent? Yes. Are you speaking Wilford Brimley right now? Yes. You really did give your five seconds to Ellen. Like <laughs> I seed my five was, seconds. Yeah, she she see, took that. Them. Was, she that took was inc- that was incredibly concise. Thank I you very love much. your southern character. Like is just it's so much better than Max. <laughs> so easygoing. <laughs> like he didn't care. Uh, he didn't care much like about you, it. That is part of the war of northern aggression. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't care much about anything that was happening in the episode. Yankee he just you. listed things. Yeah. <laughs> the Yankees aren't. We're not really nailing the minute max. This is my my morning morning max. My my morning max is uh, is concise because choice. I have no I have no interest or ability to be clever. <laughs> All right. All done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm washing my hands of you. <laughs> Everyone's got an alter ego today. <laughs> okay. Hearts desire. <laughs> No. Oh, my God. All right. Um, There's a psychopath in a Confederate soldier outfit (laughs) who's coming down the stairs in his Bayou mansion. Not this one. No. And he's talking to dresses that are on chairs in his dining table. (laughs) (laughs) He thinks he's a character in the romance novels written by Jennifer's old instructor who has a nom de plume. And he doesn't want anyone to know... No one's ever seen her before, this <laughs> romance author, because it's obviously her te- his teacher. He wants Jennifer to pretend like she is the romance novel author and go to this award ceremony and accept an award for him. Uh, and there's these two other <laughs> authors who are incredible and so catty. And <laughs> one of them gets murdered, and no one really cares about that for a long time <laughs> on a steamship. <laughs> and then the guy, while everyone's freaking out about finding her dead body, uh, the guy, the psychopath, kidnaps Jennifer and takes takes her to the mansion where John then shows up and there's like some shaky camera fencing and then he throws a candle at him and knocks him down the stairs and then the whole mansion burns down and they win (laughs) that was was, i think the most helpful one as far as plot i'm offended uh no i think Ellen's Um, the best uh, rest in peace morgana who uh morgana and rosemary together Mm -hmm. i've could have watched again. I could have watched oh like God. a several hour miniseries. They are the <laughs> yes. real Golden Girls, right? I love them. They so were so, so good. Perfect. And I, I also loved one of my favorite thing about them was how obvious it was that they loved each other. They were like I friends. <laughs> like they, they yeah, they're were, full on having lunch together, just swapping insults. Yeah, trying to make each other laugh. Thing. Like they're trying to to make each other break. It was they're, really great. Yeah, so these are <laughs> two the other. Just desserts thing where she. She's like you get you get your just dessert. She's like you look like you had you had just desserts. <laughs> oh my god! These are two other romance novel authors, right? Oh, yeah. That are the runners up for the award on the yes. steamship mm-hmm. award ceremony. Yes. <laughs> uh, one of them says they're asking what they're gonna dress like, and one of them <laughs> says, "What are you coming as? A sharecropper, a cotton picker, or just poor white trash?" <laughs> that was so. <laughs> The way she delivered that line was so just like savory and wonderful. Yes, yes. Before that, that she says that in response to that woman saying, "Like, what are you going to wear? A Confederate flag?" Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Which wouldn't be that shocking. Seems like. I feel like this episode, even though it's steeped in that southern bell romance novel thing and set in new orleans i feel like there's a lot of clap back from the writers about the confederacy yeah mm-hmm. um and it's really kind of surprising and hilarious not terribly surprising but it is hilarious mm. i feel like we're off to the races on this one like there's the fun thing where jonathan's just like surprise i took the week off and it's jennifer hart week and we're gonna do whatever whatever you want to do first we're gonna have this barbecue and they're having this great old time and then jonathan refers to romance novels as garbage in the most deadpan <laughs> way ever and it's so amazing yes. like this episode the stephanie powers and robert wagner are just nailing the snappy banter yes <laughs> so funny it's so but good. my favorite though is the scene where so We've established, right, that Jennifer is pretending to be novelist Victoria Gregory to accept this award. Jonathan is in moderate disguise as 
uh, Jay, Jay Hartley, Hartley, which just means he wears those big David Hasselhoff Amber Vision sunglasses and which were his great. Hair back, which were great. Yeah, but yeah. It, it's a cool look. And you know, honestly, I don't think that many people, no matter how famous he is, are really going to think it's him. So Jay Hartley, yeah. the secretary, and Victoria Gregory have their hotel rooms not next to each other. The is it? What's the other? Rosemary. Rosemary Whit. Rosemary, Rosemary Wentworth. Wentworth. Wentworth or Whitworth? She's got the room in the middle of Jay Hartley, fake secretary, and Victoria Gregory, fake romance novelist. And so she pops out on the patio to insult both of them. (laughs) Uh, And then she asks Jennifer slash Victoria Gregory, uh, she says, oh, I'm working, I'm doing dictation for my next novel. And she goes, goes, oh, well, maybe you should get a tin can and a piece of string. That might serve you better. (laughs) And she's like, what is the, she's all arch. She's like, what is the, your novel about? And she's like, oh, it's about how uh, a romance novelist who doesn't win an award turns up dead. And it's just like, oh, yes, this is the best episode. (laughs) Confederacy shit. But, Uh you know, what are you going to do? It's so good. Can we talk about Dean Stockwell's eyebrows real quick? Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, they're massive. Yes. They're, I don't know <laughs> I, I think if I they just are. didn't notice them before, but they are like oh, rambles. Yeah. They're, they're, ama- they're amazing. I love me some He's Dean lovely. Stockwell. Yeah, me I too. He's always lovely. love me some Dean Stockwell. Just what an actor, what a face. They suit his hairstyle. Yeah, I think he looks. I think like his his shaggy perfection is everything. Like mm-hmm. it's it's totally. He is working. handsome, mm-hmm. to be sure. Mm-hmm. In even when he is wearing a Confederate, a cheap Confederate outfit <laughs> and talking to a dress, as both of you called out. I think at this point, I'm so talking desensitized to, to people talking to dresses, robes, yeah. wigs, <laughs> paintings that I just am like. I don't even, that doesn't even register on my radar anymore when, <laughs> when somebody's he... doing that. It's like this episode, the minute we zoom in on the creepy, the minute it's like New Orleans, it's like uh, yeah. craziness activated, oh, as Eric would say. Craziness Those shots activated. of that Bayou Mansion and then the languid intro that we're just watching this guy unravel <laughs> and yeah. talk to the dresses was so good. And then later when he stabs the dress <laughs> he says alicia why won't you answer and stabs the dress yeah what the fuck while they're sitting down to a dinner a candlelit dinner of nothing yeah, yeah. and then so but wine so priorities and it was also so he you know he's sitting while these other romance novelists insult each other on the porch he's sitting behind mm-hmm. them listening and then asks if victoria and gregory dressed like Brett butler yeah just uh, yeah and asking if victoria gregory will be at this place and the reason he on murders the boat? on the riverboat he murders one of them because he's he's like would you you would kill alicia right there was like a whole yeah. thing that led up to this so so like yeah Jennifer posing as Victoria Gregory mm-hmm. is answering softball questions yeah. at this on this for, riverboat for and mm-hmm. this is her she, first vi- appearance Victoria Gregory Correct. <laughs> so she says, "Oh, I am my characters. Like my characters and are me." Like, <gasps> so he's like, "You are Alicia?" And she says, oh, "I guess I am." Yeah, part of me. I am a little so bit. then when Morgana is asked if she would kill <clears throat> Victoria, which was my favorite moment of the entire episode when she just grins mm-hmm. and says, maybe yeah. if I get away with it. Right. She's just going for the zing. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I love totally her. Joking. I was so sad when they, when they did her in. Mm. I know she, she's gone too soon for sure. She's one of those, those characters. She also, that actress does a fantastic job. Yes. I love the fact that they established this identity for her where she wears pink all the time mm-hmm. and all of the romance novel ladies are just kind of like exactly like the Barbara Cartland reference early on where it's like that's exactly how you picture the grand dames of mm-hmm. early 80s romance mm-hmm. novels for sure. But can we talk about how um, fake Dabney Canfield opens up his discharge papers and we discover that he (laughs) has been released on a conditional release. I couldn't get the details. His real name is on the discharge papers, but it says Southern hospital for the disturbed. Did either of you have the thought when you were looking at that sad dinner party where he ends up stabbing the dress in the chair that it was Southern hospitality for the disturbed? (laughs) My autocorrect thought that when I made that note, (laughs) Uh, but I was I like, oh, Southern hospitality. Southern hospital for the disturbed <laughs> made me 
legit belly laugh. Like I, the southern one, died laughing. (laughs) They're yeah, they're regional. They're regional. Southern, yeah. So, southern. No, it's just it's it's anywhere really. It's just they they talk like this. They the, got it's the Southern Hospital yeah. for the mental for, for the, the disturbed. disturbed, and it doesn't matter what kind of disturbed you are. Just come on down. I think the Southern it's one is. Been, it's been called that for two hundred and twenty years. <laughs> the Southern one is the only people is so who funny. thinks think their characters from romance novels. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> only the, the it's Confederate only. Yeah, it's segregated. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. Can we talk a little? Have either of you ever read um, like a Harlequin type romance novel? No, no. Have you? I have read one. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was Harlequin, but it was you know it, in middle school there was like silent reading time, which I loved, and normally it was like I would bring my books and whatever. But I, you had to have a book. Like it was, you were in trouble if you didn't have a book for silent reading. And so one day I forgot it. And so this girl named Brooke Perkins lent me one of her books and it a million percent was a romance novel. Hmm. But I read that whole thing um, over the course of that week's silent reading. Um, I can't really remember what it was about, but I was like, oh, okay. Like it wasn't terrible, but it was also just like, I guess I know what kind of books I don't like. Yeah. (laughs) But that said... I'm going to drop some facts on you about romance novels right now. Um, Romance novels are um, (laughs) books. Books. (laughs) They have pages. (laughs) Romance novels are a $1.8 billion industry. Oh, yeah. And they sell the same amount as basically every other genre and they outsell a genre called inspirational. I'm not sure what that those books are about, but I think they're probably about Jesus or something. But so I was looking at some of the writers associations because I was curious about whether or not there were a lot of these kinds of awards and where do the awards come from and would you have it on a riverboat and all this shit. So um, America has the Romance Writers of America, which is a very well-established, um, important group. Um, but I was, of course, more intrigued by the British version of that, which is Romance Novelists Association, which has been an organization since 1960. Mm. And they have a list of the awards that they give. They do a call and you submit them and a panel of volunteer readers chooses the winners. Mm. But one of the awards, this is the greatest, one of the awards is the Jackie Collins Romantic Thriller Award. And there's a very specific description of what your book has to have, you know, what elements it has to have in order to qualify to be considered for the Jackie Collins Romantic Thriller Award, which I think is amazing. But they just added a new category this year, a new award category. And the category is the Christmas slash festive holiday romantic novel award. Uh And so that's new this year. And it's for any winter festive holiday and then they list a huge variety of festive holidays they also have a diversity and inclusion statement which is really amazing Hmm. and a newsletter called romance matters that's amazing and you can be a member you there's a category of members so if you're someone who's just an aficionado and a writer there's um a, a way to become a member of the Romance Novel Association if you're still unpublished. So they also include writers that are not yet published or self-published. That's but cool. self-published novels can be submitted to be considered for awards. There's also a conference that happens in America, of course, that I think is more aligned with what maybe this award for Victoria Gregory is all about, which is there's a conference called, of course, the Moonlight and Magnolias Conference. (laughs) I guess hoop skirts are like socially distancing, so that's probably great. Gorgeous. Uh, I would love to be a romance novelist with a nom de plume just secretly. That would be, how amazing would that be? If you were like a best-selling romance novelist secretly? (laughs) Ever since Romancing the Stone, I've wanted to be a romance novelist. I just want it for the trappings too, like the she devil. Uh, what you can wear, what like all those gowns, like yes. big hats, and just be super catty and just like shitty. I love that. I hope they're what really like that. Would your like nom de plume be? Oh, I don't know, Victoria Gregory. Now yeah. I guess <laughs> I just steal this one. <laughs> Pretty good. I bet it's already out there. I I was sort of curious about the other two novels that Jennifer and Jonathan were given to do their quick study on. Um, one of them is gentle love 
And the other one is Dark Secret. Dark Secret. Like mm. I was like, Gentle Love gives me the creeps, but I would read Dark Secret probably. <laughs> Dark Secret. Yeah. Dark Secrets. Mm. They yeah. now I feel like romance novelists are more like slash fiction writers on the internet. Like it's become this huge I think you can basically you take commissions, I think, yeah. is my impression of the the romance novel writing world where somebody mm. will ask you to write something specific and then you write it for money basically you write them a book a little novel or a sh- or hmm. like a short story i think there's and it's a huge industry i'm pretty sure the slash fiction yeah slash yeah, fiction stuff like that that is feel, really <laughs> isn't it like the young adult thing the most burgeoning whatever where it's like these kids have cancer or these kids are korean Hmm. Or or vampires, <laughs> or both. Yeah. They're Korean vampires with cancer, <laughs> just trying to make their way through high school allegorically. Um, <laughs> you know, where it's always like it's a twist on Cyrano de Bergerac, but someone is black. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. It's just like, okay, teens. Like I don't know, um, Joe. I think that you should consider um, opening up a new field of. <laughs> Uh, romance graphic novels because mm. romance comics were a huge deal for a long time. And I don't know if you've ever read any of them, but they're fucking amazing. And of course, the inspiration for some of the greatest Roy Lichtenstein comic book paintings, right? It's like, mm-hmm. I'd rather drown than ask Joe yeah. for help. <laughs> you know, it's like, um, and fun fact for you, Eric, is that Jenna Rollins actually illustrated romance comics briefly in New York City. No shit. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Just full of the trivia this morning. Well, yeah, I know. Full of the yeah. taster's choice. <laughs> Instant coffee. <laughs> yeah. Taster's choice Wikipedia edition. <laughs> Is um, Fifty Shades of Grey the most famous like breakthrough romance novel ever? Or garbage? I, Is it a romance <laughs> novel? I've never I, read it. I mean, I think it's. I don't. Yeah, this is. I get into. I get in. I get a little caught here, where it's like, does even though I would consider Fifty Shades that whole series to be romance novels, like Mm -hmm. they follow all the trappings of of classic romance novels, Mm -hmm. except for that they're set in modern day, and they are uh, particularly focused on a kink. Yeah. Um, I feel like people consider romance novels to be far more ephemeral, like. Like mm. they come out every week and they're trash and you just plow through and they're them. at the grocery store. Yeah. They're you buy them off. You buy mass markets off the rack for $4 and then you're good. Mm-hmm. But 50 shades was <laughs> the publishers at least were trying to say, this is an elevated version of that, but it's not, mm. mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but, but whatever, right, cause, cause any of it can be, there could be an amazing book. Like a, one of the Harlequin novels could be just the most beautifully written Thing ever, and we would never know mm-hmm. um, because no one's going to pay attention to it. Mm. Well, I think that especially for the historic romance sector, like that's huge. Like if you're doing yeah. that right, you're doing a lot of research. Mm-hmm. And I find historical fiction always just being like, why would you do all that research and then not write about the truth? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I, I get it, everybody, but whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's like, <laughs> different i don't know if they still do it like this but um when they decided that women wanted to read more soft core porny things mm-hmm. um that they started ha- re- having s- separate like little publishing arms of established romance novels novel publishers that would be like mm-hmm. these varying degrees of explicitness right mm-hmm. so that it kind of went from like the i mean because everybody must just run out of euphemistic ways to say somebody has an erection right so it's like eventually they're just like going for it right i've never read one of those but honestly watching this episode again made me think like maybe i should read a a romance novel but i'm like not a vampire one i don't know why that was my first thought was not a vampire (laughs) i love thinking of what the names for those publishing arms would be like penguin after dark It's totally like that. Yeah. It's Dark totally side like of that. the penguin. And, Cute and Mifflin and Velvet. And that started out in a milder way with pulp novels in um, the 50s, particularly like how I, I have like a big collection of like lesbian pulp novels and like sexy nurse ones and creepy incest ones. Like mm-hmm. there's definitely another um, imprint that publishers will use to separate the more like the bluer mm-hmm. content. And they still do that, which is really interesting. I'm sure that there's some just publishers that just do that. 
but for established houses, that's how they tap into that hmm. explicit market. And then which I think is really interesting. Lifetime Channel just has an endless supply of movies that like scripts to be made, basically. Yeah. Right. It's like the romance, the movie romance. Well, movie. we should consider another imprint for the pod where it's just us swearing and talking about porn. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Is that how we would do that? I mean it was it was murder after dark. It was murder after dark. <laughs> I would I would do a podcast <laughs> reviewing every lifetime movie ever made. Let's do that. Oh God. <laughs> well it's that's clearly one of the things that I thought of when I saw that the RNA was now had a new holiday, you know, like a holiday setting romance novel thing. But my other thought was like, man, I'm gonna write a Halloween romance novel. Yay. I love that. <laughs> Not about vampires though. <laughs> I I love watching the Hallmark holiday movies. They're so Me too. not good. They're I love soothing. every They're soothing. lifetime movie. Like, I can watch them, those all the time. Yeah. Oh. Now they have so many beautiful Filipino ladies in them. Yes. Mm, <laughs> 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 the best part about any romance novel is the puffy covers, like the shiny puffy covers. The embossed, with, like, yeah, mm-hmm. like with a cutout sometimes. Yes, the die cut. Yeah. There's like blood or something on the cutouts. It's not just for flowers in the attic. (laughs) Yeah. It's not just for anamorphs or goosebumps. Oh God, I love those. I miss the I miss the age of the mass market paperback. They're still around. I know they're still around, but it's it's not as prevalent as it was when I was a kid. Like you could go on the internet now. Like I they're not at the grocery store anymore. They're not? I think they are. I thought I looked recently. I never see see them. Really? At least they I do miss not, the spindle. They're not at my, they're not at my Vons. <laughs> oh, that's a bummer. Uh, but yeah, I used to love to see the spindle. I used to love to to run my hands across the embossing, mm-hmm. and then of course, like peek behind the die cut to yeah. see what Dude, what image is uncovered. Uh-huh. Making the cover art is a whole thing too. You know, yeah. it's like the thinking in different terms. You know, people aren't necessarily making. Certainly not very many of them making original cover art the way they used to for books because you didn't have to, you're not trying to sell it that way anymore. Like that's not what's selling it. Similar thing with like considering album cover artwork, you know, like you very much knew the dimensions and the display aspect. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a bummer. It's like, oh, how can the internet think of another way to fuck artists out of money? Mm-hmm. It um, has. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of the cover art, Heart's Desire. I loved. I'm, <laughs> I'm just praying that they actually thought about this, and I think they probably did. Heart's Desire shows a picture of a a woman in a pink gown, you know, being like arched and kissed by a man in a navy blue soldier jacket. Mm-hmm. And the first mm-hmm. shot of Jonathan and Jennifer together, she's wearing a pink polo, and he's wearing a navy blue mm-hmm. yes. polo shirt. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I I think that's such that's a great so, little touch. That's really great. <laughs> yeah. I, it's a spoiler though. <laughs> it's a <laughs> yeah. spoiler because she um what's her face? Alicia ends up with the union married to the union general mm-hmm. at the end of the book. Uh that's right. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I also loved that pink polo. Yeah. With the, uh, with so the cute in it. Was it like a mint green logo? Really good. It was so fucking cute. Yeah. Really cute. Yes, adorable. And they looked incredible as their dress-up author. And he looked like Halston to me. <laughs> yeah, he totally. Sheesh. The hair slicked back and the uh-huh. amber visions. Total uh-huh. Halston. She looked like drag Dolly Parton. Her like, obvious I, I, wig. Yeah. like <laughs> so I, But her I wig like, was intense. Yeah. That it, wig was really like, wow, that's a lot of volume right around the ear. It was a lot. Mm-hmm. I'd, yeah, I'd, I feel like they didn't. They didn't really make her look real. <laughs> no, but maybe a romance novelist, it w- you know, that's kind of what you ex- would expect one to look like if you thought of the cliche of romance novelists. I mean, when I think of Jackie Collins or like, uh, I do think of overly made up, like specifically early 80s. <laughs> like I think of overly made up, uh, opulent <laughs> women. <laughs> but uh, that, I don't know. That's Maybe it's just her dress... And the hair, it was so dolly. Yeah. But so drag dolly that it made her look like <laughs> she was 70 years old. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. She looked like insane Peach Melba Antoinette. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like that was Melba Antoinette all the way. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like I think of the frosty eyeshadow and I think of the, the not quite Harlequin 
ladies like Danielle Steele and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Like there's mm-hmm. that's that's that Fifty Shades of Grey place that's occupied where it's like a legit bestseller, not just on the romance genre bestsellers mm-hmm. list, but like bestseller, bestseller type mm-hmm. of thing. Danielle Steele, but where the authors have to be, the reason that the the premise of this episode works is because it's true, the authors are expected to be every bit as glamorous as the characters that they write about. Mm-hmm. You know, like Jackie Collins became an icon in addition to her books being mm-hmm. bestsellers, right? But like people just buy into that idea or like Barbara Cartland and all her little dogs and all the <laughs> stuff and Danielle Steele with her like Jane Seymour as <gasps> sort of I bless you. Thank you. Um, it's all a big thing, right? Yeah. That's something that romance novelists are uh, pigeonholed or cliche. That's the cliche for romance novelists, though, is that they're like gaudy and just like yeah. over the top, done up. That's what and, I'm saying. Yeah. They're over the top. Yes. It's not obviously people have to comb their fucking hair and get their picture taken for the back <laughs> of their book jacket, Eric. I get it. <laughs> but I'm saying that like Barbara Cartland is not just combing her hair and getting a headshot taken. She's sitting in a mansion on a polished marble floor with like yeah. three little white dogs and a huge dress and that exact wig and all the shit. Like mm-hmm. romance novelists have to take it to a whole nother level. Like Jackie Collins had to project like the exciting, like jet setting, capable characters of her book, you yeah. know, like it's mm-hmm. all part of the package. Exactly. But I think romance, because women have expectations that men might not have for like traditionally like masculine content, like mm-hmm. that's a different level of expectations, but it's also much more low key, mm-hmm. you know, at Ernest Hemingway aside. Yeah. But <laughs> can we talk about the, like this episode, there's these great, like the plot just just moves along mm, yeah at a perfect pace like all of the little little devices to move things along are perfect like when he's holding Jennifer/Victoria Gregory hostage in the world's creepiest old uh, mansion and he says something to her about her gloves so that she takes the gloves off and then he sees the wedding ring. Yes. And that just causes him to flip out. And it's yeah. like, Ooh, that's really good. And then that's yeah. really good. And Jonathan finding where the mansion is. That's <laughs> so Max knows great. Where it yes. Is in the book. <laughs> oh my God, Max him. So that's not real Mr. H. <laughs> oh my God. When my, one of my favorite moments of the episode. So Jennifer's old teacher shows up. And by the way, first of all, when he, she answers the intercom, he says, uh, is Jennifer uh, Edwards her, Edwards there? And she says, this is her. And he says, Jennifer, can you spell necessary business and successful? And she says, necessary. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? I'm just assuming that she commonly misspelled those words in class. Yeah. Oh. And so, so okay. he, he's just saying like it's He's me. just like being a little that was a trigger for me prod i, yeah. I was I like really necessary tense by when the way. he said that, that. that i was like don't <laughs> let him in i got really don't tense when in. so matt he taught he brings up uh greg uh victoria gregory and max is like I- i'm a big fan <laughs> max in this scene is just yelling all his lines to show how passionate <laughs> so he is funny. which is it's so, so he, he is so passionate <laughs> um and the and the teacher says obviously a man of questionable taste and doesn't even look at max and i was like fuck you like asshole <laughs> but then he reveals that he is gregory <clears throat> so it's fine but when there's a scene when i can't remember exactly what they're talking about but Max yells something about one of the novels. Like she, it's not, it's it's the best thing ever written or something. And Jonathan just looks like really confused at him. Like, what the fuck is going on with Max? I've never seen him this passionate about anything. He loves his romance novels. I, I love the look. Well, there's, it's gives. so cute in the opening scene where he's reading out loud to Freeway. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. This is hot stuff, ain't it, Freeway? <laughs> but like that look Jonathan gives just confusion. He doesn't know how to like yeah. interact with Max. Well, in this I way. appreciate. I mean, it's. I'm sure it's not overlooked by the writers. Obviously, that there's a big crossover between who is watching Heart to Heart at that moment as it's airing and reading romance novels, mm-hmm. right? And I think that it's great that they have that thing where they acknowledge like the broader sentiment about romance novels, which is that they are just stupid trash. You know, <laughs> yeah. that they're lowbrow, that they're poor quality or questionable quality, that they're kind of tasteless, but. Then when the heart's like, obviously it brings Max a lot of joy. Mm-hmm. Max is a man. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really great. Yes. Um, they have, I mean, this man, although he is 
still uh, an outpatient from the Southern Hospital for the Disturbed. <laughs> he is also a man who is reading uh, romance fiction. And then when the hearts read it to get in character, they clearly enjoy it. So yeah. I feel like there's a yeah. nice balance. And the professor is an esteemed literary critic who's writing romance novels. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it gave a nod of respect to the genre and to the people that enjoyed it. Like it let them come along for the ride. It totally. played into all of the tropes mm -hmm. of the industry, but it was still fun and nobody's put down. Yeah. It was except yeah. maybe black people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. True. So business as usual. And yeah. each of those other authors were put down a lot. By themselves, yeah. <laughs> by each other, by each other. Yeah, <laughs> I love that about how this episode handles that. Yeah, the yeah the romance novel community and and because I, I mean Sydney Sheldon is an author for basically the oh. men's equivalent of romance novel, right? Like thriller. You're absolutely spy. right, but it's it's not even for men. Like it's he, oh, really? his. I think the majority it's of his readers fiction. are women. It was just, yeah. but it is Thrillers. popular fiction. Thriller. Yeah. The, uh, that's such a common thing, though, like, or not super common, but in the 80s when <laughs> romance novels and romance novelists would be topics of film or television, mm -hmm. uh, it was always kind of derided slightly, like, this is trash, mm -hmm. this is, you know, garbage, it's whatever. A womanly, it's a woman's it's thing. Women. Mm -hmm. And yet, every single time, the most common trope of this was that once someone reads one, they're hooked. They mm -hmm. like it's undeniably enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I I've always loved that uh -huh. element of it where it's like, yeah, it's undeniable. Yeah. You can't you can't really fuck with it. And here's <laughs> all there's there's numbers that prove it. True. Yes, definitely. I wouldn't be surprised if someone that listens to the pod or more than one person who listens to the pod of the ten people that listen to the pod. Hi Margaret. <laughs> um hi. Hi, Danny. Uh, <laughs> that we might have some some uh, romance novelists out there. Mm. I mean, I think the the obvious appeal of Heart to Heart for me it's it's the mystery and the Mercedes, but <laughs> clearly, like it's the romance that fuels the show. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. It's the Tommy and Tumpets vibe all the way. Totally. But yeah, but yeah, this episode. It's, it makes me kind of want to read some. Yeah. <laughs> I might get into it. Uh, yeah, I don't know where I would. Well, actually, I do know where I would get in. There's a there's a long standing uh, tradition of gothic horror romance novels. So, oh yeah, true. You know, I love you, that. ghosts like women that women that are being haunted by lovers. And, That's awesome. <laughs> I'll go there. I would do that if it has a shiny embossed cover. I'm not reading unless, anything without that, though. Unless we're being forced to do it for some reason related to the pod, I'm probably not going to do that. But I support you. <laughs> That's for it was murder after dark. Yes. Yeah, yeah. talk about dark. romance novels. It was, it. Murder <laughs> it was murder after dark. <laughs> it was murder, except your body just lay on the paddle boat thing for like 24 that hours. That was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> she was rotting. She was full of crabs and She's crawfish. Just, uh, I love that. that that's <laughs> like a great way to get rid of a body, but he, you got to make sure it goes like, all the where way. Where the alligators yeah. at? All the way into the water. <laughs> yeah, totally. Uh, that would be. I love that. Mm. Those. I'm fascinated since childhood about those big rudder things on steamships and that getting rid of a body that way was so delightful to me like yes they finally used the big rudder thing <laughs> i love this. i actually loved the shots of rosemary whitworth or wentworth out by the paddle mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and she's like framed against the backdrop of the river that was amazing. She's wearing mm -hmm. that costume. Mm -hmm. It's just so, so good. Mm -hmm. And she looks down and just her face, she's just such a stunning classic beauty, right? She looks like the model, that model Carmen. And she just lets out a scream that's just blood curdling, uh -huh. right? Uh huh. I feel like when she screamed, a bunch of alligators just died and rose up to the surface of the <laughs> Mississippi River. Yeah. But, um, of course, bittersweet. New Orleans right now, recovering from Hurricane oh, Ida. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, people are getting their power back on, yeah. and the city is continuing to learn lessons about equity and safety. Yeah, Jesus. I think they are. Um, when they t talk about going to New Orleans, Jonathan says, we could have, uh, what does he say, like some 
drinks. And, I don't remember. What etouffee. etouffee. Shoe fly pie. <laughs> shoe fly pie. Real shrimp. Did you both know what shrimp shoe fly cream. pie was? Yeah. Oh, I'd yeah. never heard that before. And that's it's a, that's an old timey thing. Molasses pie. Mm-hmm. Is it good? I've never eaten it. Oh, you have it with coffee in the morning, apparently. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I don't know. That does. That sounds like sticky mess. It's kind of like. Have you ever eaten a chess pie? Shoe uh, fly pie is like pecan pie. pie without pecans in it. Oh, okay. okay. That's the best way I can think of to describe it if you haven't had it. Mm. But I love that they're like like Jennifer Jennifer Hart Week on Bourbon Street, and then they immediately just start listing food, which yes. in my mind is what all normal people do yes. above the Mason Dixon line. <laughs> they're thinking of heading south. It's just it's like we just talk about the food. Yep. Let's just talk about the food. Let's just have the food. Why anyone would travel and not just constantly think about food makes no sense to me. I just don't, some people don't, don't just see food as fuel. Although yeah, there was a moment in the hotel mansion, whatever they were in, where mm-hmm. yeah, Jonathan asked if they put chicory in the coffee. I hate chicory yeah. and coffee <laughs> so much. I cannot. It like makes me spit it out. It's so disgusting mm. to me. Do y'all like that? <laughs> I am not into that. I mean, I'll drink it if I'm served it and I didn't know it. I think that's the, yeah, that's the only time that I've had it is when it's been like kind of hoisted. Upon. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, am I at Cafe du Monde doing that thing that everybody feels compelled to do every time? It's like, With if not, I don't want to drink that. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. No, I hate that so much. Oh, and there was a moment in that hotel too where they were talking about somebody spying on them. Like, hopefully hopefully no one looks through a keyhole and she's and jennifer says i don't think there are keyholes in this hotel in front of a door that's made of slats that you can just (laughs) physically see through into the hallway i if you're gonna do a ruse and dress up as a person make sure your hotel room has a door that is solid and they did have a solid door like there was the slat door and then there was a solid door that they left open that yeah you wouldn't even need to look through a key these are again little things that annoy me that I just have to ignore. I thought it was so funny. <laughs> but let's talk. Well, no. Ooh, I'll uh, say that for next week. Anyways. <laughs> nope, it's okay. It's for next week. Did you want to talk about a poke? <laughs> speaking of keyholes. No, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, isn't everybody just going to pick Dean Stockwell? Nope. Should we? All right. It's time to pick your poke. And Ellen starts. Dean Stockwell. Dean Stockwell. For the eyebrows. Wait, that's Dean Stockwell. Right? For the, for the Dean Stockwell. For the Dean Stockwell. Oh, for the whole package. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I'm I'm going with Dean. Mm. I'm going with Dean. Mine is this reporter that was following Jennifer <laughs> onto the steamship with the beard, <laughs> <laughs> who did have a speaking line. I think he said something. He asked her a question, so yeah. it counts. <laughs> <laughs> did, did he ask the ever insightful question where do you get your characters uh-huh. <laughs> no i don't think it was him he kind of disappeared unfortunately but that's mine yeah. so he looks like michael mcdonald sort of yeah he does there was a second where wow. the photographer at the ball i was like oh he's cute and then the more he was on screen the more i was like yeah never mind the shots <laughs> go away in that ballroom i mean obviously all the costume is amazing but the red bright red background mm. on and with their huge makeup and her bright red lips li- looked so incredible yeah. the photography in that room just looked amazing the bright red lips with the lavender gown mm-hmm. kind of made me throat close but okay oh really <laughs> <laughs> what, what should the gown i mean be like i a love darker? that lip color on stephanie powers but mm-hmm. i putting coral with lavender is that's such a tough sell for me mm. with the platinum blonde hair i was just like i'm confused <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kind of liked it. It just made her her look like she had been poorly hand tinted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I can see what you're saying, but I I do like the look. She looks like a tea cake. Yeah, it was a, a perfect perfect glossy lip. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, And then the whole end of the episode. It like I this episode I thought it was gonna have another false ending because it felt so quick to me. It was just over mm-hmm. so fast. It ch- mm-hmm. it like really briskly went along. Yeah. And then Jonathan r- comes running in. The the guy, uh Dean Sockwell's looking out the window. He could have really easily snuck up on him, but he's he Jonathan says, Hey, and yeah. <laughs> the guy turns around and has a full sword and a knife, which they get into fights with. 
sword fight, that yeah, shaky but- ass camera. Real, a lot of handheld cameras in this scene, which was great. The burning Gothic mansion is just the yes. burning plantation mansion is a classic, right? Uh huh. But of course, Jonathan's going to say, "Hey, there's yeah. no honor in attacking somebody from behind." That's true. You can't, you can't shoot somebody in the back, the, so to speak. The expert candle throw. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. Were there some throws in the first season? We always talked about the throws being like laser guided. <laughs> yes. <right? laughs> Where they would throw Everything a gun to each other. They were like, throwing some cocaine. Yeah. There was no arc. It was just a straight line into someone's hand. <laughs> yes. And this candle yeah. was like he actually because Jonathan gets knocked down. He's in front of the fireplace. That candle's next to him, and he obviously has a plan because he's not getting back up. And Jonathan's being ushered up the stair. stair way and he waits for the right moment and yeah. he says he says hey like t- get him to turn around shoots the candle out of out of his hand knocks him all the way back down the stairs yeah knocks him out they have to drag his ass out of the burning yeah. plantation they save the him they save his life that was so mentally ill clearly. i love it. well and you know what if you're gonna burn down your plantation plantation fire and nobody's knocking over a candle into some curtains <laughs> yeah you have to throw the candle to get get that shit to burn down this is yeah, true you gotta throw nobody's the catching the curtains on fire accidentally mm-hmm you got to take special, special <laughs> effort. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was like such a good bad guy takedown. But that, I don't know. It felt like, and then the episode wrapped and that was the end. And I was so, I was surprised. I thought we had a whole half of an episode to go, honestly. It was an efficient episode. Like it, it mm-hmm. was paced amazingly well. Yeah. It, it moved along with uh, information and set pieces. Yeah. Like, this, the plot was simple, yeah. which gave you the characters were great and supported the plot. There weren't any extra characters. It was great. Yeah. yeah. There was just enough lingering so that we know that craziness had been activated, <laughs> but it wasn't belabored uh-huh. and it wasn't nearly as preposterous as some of the previous craziness activation. Mm-hmm. True. Like it was kind of like, I mean, that's okay. But it absolutely wasn't nearly as as over the top. Yeah, definitely. One of the or what the other the novelist who doesn't get murdered when she's talking to somebody in the ballroom, and she, and they say something I can't remember what exactly says, but her retort is, "Well, well, shut my little old mouth." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <That's great>. <laughs> <laughs> I think the. I love it when well. Jennifer walks up to her and the professor, and. And she says, she says, well, since the start of a gothic romance. <laughs> <laughs> There's, Ooh. I think Dean Stockwell at one point does a little poem and he says, I swear to you, I care for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird little thing. <laughs> and then Jennifer says, she puts the emphasis on the wrong part of expert. Oh, that was weird. <laughs> That's really weird. What was that? At the end of the episode. I wanted his expert advice. I wanted his expert advice. Yeah. What? Expert advice. Expert. It sounds like it should be right, but it's way wrong. Um, and she was wearing a nice blouse at the end, I thought. <laughs> Very Victorian little bow. Yeah. This is, I, I'm never going to be a pro Victorian uh, clothing. <laughs> uh but yeah, that was nice. Yeah, <laughs> I just I don't Fair think enough. that's a good look on people. I swear to you, I care. <laughs> I don't think humans should look like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's too bad. <laughs> oh my god! My last note is just when the the romance novelist gets murdered. It's like she wanted to die because she like leans into the. He brings a a tie up to her neck so slowly, and she like leans into it. She's yeah. like, "Kill me." She <laughs> she's kinky. She knows that if she's murdered, it just cements her in the firmament. Yeah, true. Morgana Meredith murdered. Mm. It's she, even alliterative. So many characters will be inspired. Murder, by murdered, her murdered on the Mississippi. Oh Morgana Meredith. Morgana <laughs> Meredith murdered on the Mississippi. <laughs> Oh my god. I love it. By a disturbed individual. Yeah. From the south. <laughs> a southern disturbed. A southern, southern disturbance. Disturbed. Southern disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get to ratings. All right. Zero to five hearts. Hearts. <laughs> Alan. 
Hawks desire. I desire to give this a five. Wow. Whoa. Wow, wow, wow. Although Confederate things usually make me uncomfortable. Hmm. And there were some moments in this episode. But I just think this episode is perfection. It is just the most perfect romantic mystery TV episode. Yeah. It has all the things. It takes a swing at creepy. It activates crazy. Those are both things <laughs> that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, the banter is just pitch perfect. Everybody in the heart to heart diverse that matters gets gets some screen time, gets some character development. Um, there's the dialogue I love, like when uh, when it's suggested that Jonathan pose as Jennifer's slash Victoria Gregory's secretary, and he says, "I've never been a secretary before," and Jennifer just claps back with, "I've never been a romantic novelist before." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. It's yes. just it's just pitch perfect, mm-hmm. and like the the synergy and the chemistry between the two of them is just so solid at this point. Mm-hmm. Like it's just super fun. And I love it when there are opportunities for the guest characters to really shine. And I feel like the snappy banter between the two mm-hmm. also ran novelists is perfect. And mm-hmm. that that is a missed opportunity to have a golden girls uh, spinoff <laughs> Starring those two delightful oh. ladies and Dean Stockwell. So I feel like the performances are great. The pacing is excellent. It's shot really well. Mm. It just, it's perfect. It's a perfect episode in my mm. opinion. So a uh, uh, five without reservation. Nice. If I could give it more, I would. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I am in a bit of a pickle. Uh-oh. Because this season... <laughs> has thrown my whole rating scale off completely because <laughs> this every episode has been great. Mm-hmm. So now I'm like, it's getting to that point where I'm just like judging the episodes only on other episodes in this season. Mm. Like, <laughs> that's a, yeah. I thought you were going to say that you were, you'd said, I love you so much that it had lost meaning. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what it means anymore. Uh, what is it? To know? <laughs> yeah, I, it's a tough stack. So here's the thing. I think this episode's great. I think the performances were great. The casting is amazing. Dean Stockwell, Mr. Hand, uh, Morgana. I I loved Mr. Hand. I loved so much, so much about this episode. But it's about stuff that I don't care about. Uh, Like it's the romance novel stuff. I as a trope, I think it's an important trope, and I think it's a useful trope. It's not one that I necessarily am in into like i I think i've just like seen it i've seen it enough like there's nothing new Mm. brought to this one they didn't spend enough time on the murder of morgana um Mm. they i i wanted it to okay episode (laughs) opens up spooky ass bayou spooky ass mansion (laughs) motherfucker talking to a dress yeah i was ready (laughs) i was like this is gonna fucking rule and then it then and here's my main thing that demotes at least a point. Ooh, the, at least. The music. Oh, music wasn't good. The oh. uh, comic jazz that <laughs> played throughout the be- the first half of the episode mm. really brought me down. Really? I didn't Really bummed it. me out. And I kept thinking, I could hear Ellen <laughs> in her, I could hear oy, Ellen oy, in oy, my oy, head oy. going, waka, waka, waka. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, the music was dorky. I yeah. did notice that there was not really... It didn't seem like much thought was put to the music. Yeah. That's, that's for sure. Yeah. What about the end? Can I be splitting fight? hairs more? Now I feel weird that I just <laughs> no, threw a five I'm at just, it. I'm just being, I'm being, this is, I have to be true to me. Wasn't uh, the music during the fight scene good? I thought I remember The music during the okay. fight was fine. The okay. music from the the ball on it's was good. fine because okay. it went classical and then okay. just, mm-hmm. yeah, historical. I'm giving it a 3.5. Wow. Uh, Ooh, I, wow. Which shocked. That's and that's a that's a 3.5 wow. with a big hug. Like uh-huh. I I still love this episode. It's uh-huh. just not I insane. still love the show. As far as content goes, yeah. I have to find a way to be critical of this in some way. That's like so funny. Like cuz I mm-hmm. honestly ev- this is the lowest I have gone. Uh, hmm. on the season arts on campus also got a 3.5 for me um i won't wow. like I, I wouldn't dare give it a three three is for plebes like this was this is so, so funny so much better than that but 
huh. tacky music. Wow. Really didn't give me the murder mystery that it promised. Um, Fair enough. And No mystery yeah, at all, really. Yeah, no mystery at all. But everything else was great. Everything else was so, so good. Hmm. I think I'm motivated to do something that I don't usually do, but that the two of you have invoked on a pretty consistent basis, <laughs> which is I never think of other people ever. <laughs> if we're all just true to character. Um, but this episode, one of the things that motivates me with it is that this is an episode that I think I could recommend to people who have never seen the show and mm -hmm. it's perfect in that regard. Mm -hmm. So I'll say that that's actually the overall template because of course I want things to be scarier and I want people to yeah. be crazier and I want people to get killed for longer or more of them. <laughs> more, but, more killing. And yeah. I don't really like Confederate things ever. But um, I do think this is a perfect episode to recommend. Mm -hmm. Like I think in mm -hmm. the sense of being able to confidently present it to people and say this has all the elements of heart to heart um, that you should know about. For me, it's right up there with uh, downhill to death. Mm in terms of like just watchability for the the newbie. Mm, perfect. So that's where my that's what's bringing my five to the table. Mm. See, and I would not I wouldn't recommend really? this. I wouldn't recommend that's someone so start with surprising this. Surprising to me. Mm. I Joe and Ellen are the I same know. this year. <laughs> I know. Or closer to the same. We not, might not be identically the same. <laughs> I give it a 10 out of 5, a 20 out of 5, 50 out of 5. <laughs> I give it the most hearts you could ever give an episode. It's. I think it's my new wow. favorite heart-to-heart -heart episode. I loved it oh, so much. <laughs> I love the subject matter. I love the romance novel thing. It's so perfect for the heart-to-heart -heart world, I thought. Those caddy authors, <laughs> Jennifer being an author and like d diving into this branch of <laughs> being an author, I thought was great. Mm -hmm. There's some spookiness, sort of mystery-ish, but not really, even though they just like give it away. Uh, that Say <laughs> the disturbed southern gentleman. Like, <laughs> I would really give it so many more hearts if I could. I would give it. It's so good. I thought perfect, perfect, perfect. I love it so much. Um, yeah, no points taken. Wow. So you're giving it ten out of five. Yeah, ten out of five. <laughs> so, so this episode gets a thirty-two. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I have to acknowledge that if if there weren't a pandemic and if I were inclined to give a Halloween party this year that this show has given me my theme, which is no, not the Confederacy, Thank God. but mm -hmm. Southern hospitality for the disturbed <laughs> would be my Halloween party thing. I love that. I love that so much. That's great. <laughs> oh, my oh my God. I'm just imagining padded rooms with like, I would not really erase psychics either. <laughs> beautiful fabrics on the uh -huh. pattern. And slices of, sh of slices of shoe fly pie being served. Yes, with <laughs> and blood Xanax in it that bleeds. That's a kudzu blowing. <laughs> oh god! Breeze off the bayou. Mm. I'm curious All to right. know how how this this episode will age for me. Like when we get to oh. the recap, if I'm going to be like, you know what, I can't stop thinking about. I have a feeling this is going to be the yeah the most memorable. But you know, you never know. I don't know, man. This season's really kicking ass. So it's, it is. It's uh yeah. It's getting there. Uh, but that's a 13.5 major heart attack going on here. I'm sorry that I, I can't uh, give it a five. You got to go with your heart. Well, I have I'll to go say, with my like, desire. desire. Eric, when I think about how you're you're comparing the episodes in this, in this season against each other, I think it's worth noting that there was not the same hesitation for last season, which was universally panned by yeah. all three of us like episode after episode after episode where it just became like oh god right so i don't know i'd like i don't have any any i don't have any compunction rating high if i think it deserves it over the over because i i'm choosing to see it as a macro rather than a micro yeah. assessment mm -hmm. i'm just i'm and just my invocation of downhill to death yeah mm. i just don't think that yeah this episode didn't didn't didn't, didn't, it didn't win me over the way that it did you guys, mm -hmm. uh, though I did think it was great. Yeah. Good. Um, I mean, it's just super enjoyable to watch. Yeah, this season, it's my God, also, it's just all working. Like, I could have sworn in season three there were some episodes that were four hours long. Yeah. Like, I, that's how it felt. <laughs> that I was just like, we're still on this episode. Like, Or like, it would do a freeze frame, and I would think, that's the first freeze frame of the episode. That's the first commercial yeah. break. Oh, my God. Also, yeah, that's the, season three didn't have 
I mean, it didn't have any high highs. Like this season uh, opened uh, up pretty strong. Mm, yes. Like we were immediately like, oh God, this show's so back good. and better. Uh-huh. And season three never did that. It never hit a high like that for me, uh, except for uh, Laura. And the, yeah, so instantly, like from the beginning of season three, I'm just like, I don't know. Like, what are we, what are we supposed to compare this to? Like, yeah. only the better episodes of previous seasons. Well, Whereas this season, you're... it's like, I'm, we're at the top. We've hit, we've hit an apex. And now I'm just kind of like, that's where the, that's where the comparisons go for me. Well, you don't want to lose your edge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, cause everyone who's like, I love all my children equally is lying. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that <laughs> as the devoted lover, I, I am at a baseline of loving it no matter what. Mm-hmm. I would rather like be in my hotel room bed watching the absolute worst episodes of Heart to Heart till my eyes bleed and I'd be super, super happy. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of, I think I'm just coming from a different place as are all three of us. But mm-hmm. I just have to, you know, just just challenge it, just to shake up the conversation. <laughs> but yeah. um, I'll say, and sorry, spoiler alert, season four, we're just getting started. Oh, God. Oh, great. We're just getting started. <laughs> That's amazing. So, the, can, <sighs> get ready. Can you read the episode description of this one again, of Heart's Desire? <laughs> <laughs> yes. The description for Heart's Desire is, Jennifer's former professor asks her to pose as a romance fiction writer during a promotional appearance. Okay, that's right. It was really short. The next, the next episode description is going to be, Jonathan and Jennifer... Live with Max. <laughs> yeah. Are the hearts. Are the hearts. Star S. The hearts. Um, this episode is 42 minutes they, long. Nobody, <laughs> nobody watched it. has rich people and a mystery. Yeah, I assume. <laughs> Next episode description. Has anybody seen my purse? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, Ellen, what are we watching next? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. Uh... Next week, originally airing on November 23rd, 1982, we are going to be watching and talking about Rich and Heartless. Mm-hmm. H-E-R-T-L-E-S-S. The episode itself, just to qualify that, is not Heartless. <laughs> Their hearts are in it. Okay. <laughs> Max is duped into thinking that he has won a million dollars and leaves the hearts to thieves who take over the house. What? Leave yeah. don't be scared Joe. I mean be a little so scared. scared yeah a max centric episode max it's been a long time yeah we are overdue we for a max it. episode speaking of pretty sure there's a new freeway <laughs> again oh freeway looked different again he had that frizzy haircut yeah like he looked something. he looked quite a bit smaller than he usually yeah. does <laughs> I love every time we bring up freeway Ellen just like clamps her mouth shut <laughs> in a very strained uh, grin <laughs> like i'm not saying anything <laughs> yeah well, i think freeway may have i'm looking forward to next week Please. i am too and i hope all of you are uh, all of you listeners are still still with us and will join us next week as well uh <laughs> thank you for being here mm-hmm. and Fulfilling our I do this. Desire. I've done this feel 80 times now, and every time I'm like, What am I supposed to do? Yeah. Uh, I'm supposed to tell you to email us at itwasmurderpod at gmail.com. Send us your thoughts on any of these episodes. If you agree, <laughs> if you disagree with anything that we say, if we if we say something wrong, mm-hmm. <laughs> if we say something which we do with some, I mean, you can count on that. Yes, mm-hmm. with frequency and relish. Place your bets, ladies and gentlemen. Put it all on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Racist. Uh, that's. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say put it all on the black. <laughs> Very you can you. also <laughs> that was so confederate um you can also follow us on oh, instagram man. and twitter at it was murder pod yes you can um and please do <laughs> uh, maybe you can bully us into putting more content <laughs> to social either media. of those social media platforms because we're really yeah. wouldn't take much we're real bad at it we are bad at it um rate and review us wherever you're listening to this <laughs> it's helpful if you were to give us a five stars and maybe write a little thing that was like hey they're funny or i like them mm-hmm. or 
if you do. Or I don't like them, but just still give us five stars. Yeah, still give us five stars. <laughs> Tell us how much you hate the podcast. <laughs> right. Tell them you value our expert advice. Yes. Expert. We're, we're trying to be expert here. <laughs> uh, that's... Just say something, Alicia. <laughs> <laughs> don't make me stab your nose. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, always wear gloves to a ball Mm. and uh, (laughs) always make sure your dog has frizzy hair good night freeway good night freeway good night freeway whichever freeway you may be (laughs) (laughs) freeway number four